Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Updog, you got another great guest for us today, one of your former teammates and a guy that I... Battled every now and then after a whistle here or there, but uh, tell our listeners who you got on. Yeah, I think everyone battled with this guy, yeah, this, uh, this handsome Northern Albertan. Um, this guy played 1,249 games, Obes. Wow. So he had a, a lot of games. He had a lot of PIMS. Yeah, he doubled that in PIMS almost. <laughs> 1,800 PIMS. Uh, an NHL all-star, but an all-star on and off the ice all the time. Um, sixth overall in 2000. Sixth overall, not a bad pick. Same as you, right? Not a bad pick. Wow. Um, a guy that... First time I ever landed in Nashville as a young kid, uh, he picked me up. He took me for lunch, had a glass of wine with me, kind of said, this is what this is what life's going to be like for you now moving forward. And we're happy to have you here. But uh, a gentleman who I consider a really good friend and one of my best teammates ever, Mr. Scott Hartnell. Scotty Hartnell, how are you, buddy? What's up, fellas? Good to, good to see you guys. Yeah, but you're looking fresh, Hartz. Good haircut, bud. Thank you. He's looking, jumped, you're looking mean. Is that for TV? Shower. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was going to say, I've always, uh, you know, like my beers and pasta on the road. I'm like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to be after I uh, quit playing, right? But I've been playing lots of tennis and uh, I've kind of stayed around the, the my playing weight, I guess, about 220. <laughs> I, I wish I could say the same, Hartsy, but well, Hartsy, you ever play, me and Uppy play a lot of pickleball. You said tennis. Have you ever played pickleball? Uh, a few times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I love the game. Pickleball is the same thing. It's a it's strategy. It's kind of knowing your opponent, uh, what his weaknesses are, uh, try and get them moving and uh, just having a good time. I've I got a good few people that I play here uh, in Haddonfield and uh, just outside of Philadelphia. So I absolutely, absolutely love it. If I didn't have tennis, I don't know what I, cause I can't run. I, I don't want to go to a gym and work out. Like I, I'm not that guy. So uh, tennis is a perfect fit. Yeah, when you when you got a TV gig and you do, and we'll talk about that. Uh, you got to kind of stay looking sharp. You got to yeah. you know you got to keep your hair tight. You can't grow this greasy beard <laughs> mustache all the time. Jeez, when you're on national TV all the time, uh, yeah, it keeps it keeps you active. But you talk about strategy. You were one of uh, one of my favorite guys to sit on the plane with and throw the cards around, Hartsy. Oh. A poker guy since day one. Um, you got me into it. You're one of the most competitive guys. Uh, who would you say um, in your days playing playing cards was the was the best poker player? I hate to say it. I hope uh, I know he listens to it. You guys had him on there, but probably Carbomb, Dan Carcel. <laughs> wow. He, he, he always just knew how to read guys. He would always call when you're bluffing. You, you couldn't bluff him out of a pot. Uh, you know, played with uh, probably the best question is who is the worst guy? Yeah, I know who you're going to tell <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's... There's a few terrible guys that were like, you know, Jordan Tutu. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, Tutu's uh, terrible. You go, all in, you go all in and he's, he's, he's looking at his cards and he's got you know, ace, king, queen, jack. And, the, you know, uh, all you need is any of those or a 10, right? And he's like, I call. I got pocket twos. Ah, <laughs> oh, you got me again. Rebuy. Rebuy. We, we would call him betting toots. 
<laughs> it, was just, it, it was standard that he'd be in a two or three rebuys before the plane would even take off. Oh, like yeah, before the engine just... even turned on. Fucking double rebuy. But um, yeah, Toots is good. Biz, uh, we had Bizzle on. So we had Bizzle with, uh, with us in Tahoe. He came on the live podcast. But when, okay, we go, yeah. when we go back to our Nashville days, Bird Dog, I mean, we were young. And Nashville's changed so, like, you know, it's changed. Obi was young, too, when he played there. But yep. um, met a lot of good people there. A place I always said I'd go back and live. Um, shit, I bought your condo at the time when I played there. Yeah, you did. You yeah, rinsed that, me on, good you price rinsed me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, do you still keep in touch with some people back in Nashville? What a great city. Um, I know it's uh, it holds a special place in our heart. But um, have you been back there lately? I was back the year after I retired. They did an honoring night uh, for me there. I dropped the puck uh, with my son and uh, you know saw some of the guys. Chris Mason I talked to a little bit. Hal Gill played with him for the Flyers, and, and now he lives down there and does uh, uh, the radio color. So a few of those guys I keep in contact. Uh, Joe Hansen, uh, you'll see text those guys every once in a while. Now they're winning games. They actually actually respond to you. Now they're yeah, winning games. Right. Life's good. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> how that on. works. Oh, I know. Uh, uh, but no, th those guys are such great guys in the city. Yeah. It's totally changed. If you would have told me that, you know, you know, not only every bar on Broadway, but they're building up on all the bars. So that instead of two stories, now it's three or four and a, and a rooftop patio. It's, it's just absolutely insane. But yeah, some definitely some good, good times are when we were younger, uh, there's the old Humpton in, uh, the Humpton in, the yeah. <laughs> I stayed there when I got traded. Uh, I stayed there for I three did a weeks lot of Humpton at the Humpton in. Yeah. Oh my God. That was hilarious. It was just this little tiny shitty hotel shitty right, by the practice right room. beside the practice rink. They had a Jersey Mike's beside it. So yeah. you get a sub. I ate there too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. The tin roof was, uh, the tin roof is a special place. In fact, Jimmy always wears the tin roof two hat. Yeah. That Bizzle gave him. Yeah. Shit. We grew up in their heart. I think I learned to do shots, put a bucket on my head and get up and play music all at the same time. <laughs> He's still doing that today oh, too, by the way. I they were it's so good. Like, you know, afterwards you just go grab something quick, you know, meet you out the roof in, uh, you know, 30 minutes and we'd be there at like, you know, game would end at 1030. We'd be there a quarter after 11 and, you know, I'd be a few hours of drinking and having a good time, just being idiots. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that you're all done. You're like, Oh, what was the you know best time? I, you know, career, it's all the stuff with the guys, right? Okay. I'll meet you here, meet you there on the road. You know, you talk about the, the cards on the plane and the dinners the night before, uh, big games and stuff. Those, that's the stuff that, uh, jumps out to me that you miss the most. Yeah. People give, people talk, think about my and Vancouver. I'd say Nashville was a city. I was only there for one year, but where I drank the most, just because like you leave the rink after practice and the weather's nice, you know, you can go to like tin roof or winners or losers, cheap beers, live music. It's just, it was such a great city heart. See, and my question, when you saw them go to the Stanley cup finals and that city from where it came, when you first went there to then, it, it blew me away. And I was only there for one year. You must've been like really blown away by that. Right. Ridiculous. And there's a, a picture from, I don't know if it was from a drone up on broad street. And it was like the sea of yellow. Right. And everyone's partying. And it just, it's, it's like Vegas nowadays. Like you have so much energy in that city you know, pre-gaming, you know, from noon to seven and everyone's, you know, drunk going into the games and then they're just loud and electric. You win, you go back on Broadway for another four or five hours. It's a, uh, you could probably only do a couple of days in there before you, uh, uh, your, the, the body would start shutting down, but it's, it's just a great place to play. Great people, nice people. And, uh, the best part about it, like they, they have all the country music stars and, and people just leave them alone. You know, the Keith Urban and, you know, he's at Starbucks and people, you know, say, hey, you know, but they're not asking for pictures, bugging them, you know, kind of hassling them. It's uh, uh, a bunch of cool people down there. 
Hartsey, I'm just curious. When, when you first came to Nashville and obviously the way you played and in people's face, who was the one guy, veteran guy, that maybe took you under your wing and, and showed you off the ice and to become the teammate that you turned into? Yeah, uh, Kale Hulse uh, comes to mind. Uh, he, he was there for a few years. Uh, we lived in the same apartment complex. A bunch of, uh, he was a beauty. He was uh, a little bit of a playboy himself back in the day. But uh, <laughs> And then he married uh, but, one. You know, I, I have, and then he married yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I hung out. There wasn't many guys my age, right? It was an older league then, right? So everyone was 25s with kids. And, you know, then there was, you know, the, the mid 30s, Bill Holder, Greg Johnson, uh, God rest his soul, and, and a few of those guys. So I kind of chummed with everybody a little bit older than me. So it was it was kind of fun to hear their stories and, and all the stuff that they do or, you know, their kids. And, and Cliff Ronning was a guy that uh, chummed around with as well. So that was uh, uh, just seeing those guys and how long they've been around the league. It was pretty cool to hear all those stories and i think that i uh they were good to me back then that uh, i was able to uh be good to young guys when i was a little bit older in my career hearts you'll love this fucking you you bring up the name bill holder trust me in practice you spend, yeah. hey, oh do you know what you remind me of i'm like who's that fucking bill holder i'm like i don't think that's a compliment where, Trotsky. Yeah, yeah where are my where are my handlebars i didn't drive in on my harley i had to google them like, off the glass like no, bird dog no, do you specialty my first year bird dog our practice rink, I'd show up to practice oh, some man. days. There'd be six Harleys in the in the parking yeah. lot. They'd all come humming in from Franklin on their Harleys. It'd be like him, Clark Wilm. Was it Hulse? The players were rocking Harleys? Uh, Volkun had a Harley. Volkun had one. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had a V-Rod, actually, at the same bike I ended up buying. But Billy Holder, Billy Holder was hilarious. He'd, was I he just, there when you were there? Yeah, I was Holy my very fuck. first year he was there. Bird dog, do you remember? Do you remember um, my first trip to New York? It was actually my was my first year. I was nineteen. My first road trip in the NHL. We go. We yep. my first game was Long Island. Then we went and played Marty Brodeur and the Devils. Um, and then we went in and had like two nights off in New York City. And we had the green light. And I had no idea what at the time. I had no idea what a green light meant. And sure Boy, enough, you figured that out quick, I, didn't you? Sure enough, I tag along with Brent Gilchrist and Clark Willem, and they take me to this bar, Hogs oh. and Heifers. <laughs> and I go oh, in, I remember. And yeah. that's in like that was in Meatpacking District before Meatpacking District was what it was. And I walk in, and I'm in my shirt, I'm in a suit and tie, and I look like I had the fucking blonde curls, and I was, you know, I was a young, tip. I was a young upshot. Yeah, yeah. And this fucking coyote, you know, coyote ugly bartender stands up on the bar with her that xylophone thing. And she has the hose on the fucking thing. And she just starts launching me with, with whatever water and starts calling me out. Look at this little playboy in here, blah, blah. But we had practice the next day, which is like the green light, the day after the green light practice where everyone should face. And our, the oval are the, the vowel line Orzog. Um, <laughs> We had a line of forwards, the Czech guys. And E-rat, they could, E-rat. E-rat. I love E-rat. <laughs> and Arkhipov. And they could yeah, not fucking yeah. stand up and skate. We were at that, we were at the harbor, uh, uh, the harbor rink, you know, the, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember watching these guys skate around and I'm like, is this fucking the NHL? These guys literally can't fucking put their skates on and stand up. Well, Tro- Trotsky was the best coach too. That's the one, that's the one with all the bras, all right? the bras the and bar. panties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh wow, this is cool. <laughs> <I love> this <laughs> it was kind of a little taste of Nashville inside New York. Hey, uh, Harsey uh, Updog brings up Trotsky and, and I only had one year with Trotsky, but people ask me this day, who was my favorite coach? And, and he probably wasn't the best. Well, he wasn't the best X and O's, but just from a perspective of getting the boys going, I love Trotsky. Did you have the same kind of feeling for him with your time in Nashville? 
Yeah, I, I don't think I probably appreciated him as much as I do now being done and I've seen other coaches. You know, he, he got the best out of a lot of guys. And, and let's be honest, Nashville's lineup, they weren't spending even close to what the Red Wings were spending, you know, in the early 2000s, right? They're spending $20 million on a whole team. You know, now they're spending, you know, 75 on a team and, and they have superstars and whatnot. But um, yeah, he just he just had everyone dialed in the system. He's done it wherever he's gone. He's dialed in Ovi when he won a St- Stanley Cup in Washington. He's done the same thing to Matt Barcel and that whole group. They play such good defense. And if you don't play that way, and he knows it's effective because it's work, right? He's won, I don't know, 860 games plus uh, whatever he's won. So it's uh, just really incredible. And, uh, you know, I, I respected him, but you know, I don't think I respect him as much as I probably should because I was – you know, a young punk, uh, you know, thought I was Bird, the cool, I, <laughs> coolest cat in the bag, right? <laughs> Bird dog, I say the exact same thing, man, word for word. Trotsy was, you know, and he was hard on me because, well, obviously he should have been. I was, I was pro- probably were, wasn't as serious as I should have been back then. And I was running with, to- and, and me and Toots kind of like, we were best buddies and, and it was easy to kind of get off, you know, get off the path a little bit, so to speak. And then the lockout came and we had so much fun in in Milwaukee. And I'm sure they heard about all that, even though like, you know, we were super successful in Milwaukee. I think they just wanted us to take it a little more serious. Right. And, and you would expect the same as I grew up and I had to pull guys aside in St. Louis, like younger guys. I don't have to mention names, but I'd be like, Hey, you, you remind me of me when I was your age, and I just want to tell you how this is going to go. Throw a domer on. <laughs> where was my speech up, dog? Mix where was my speech? Mix a domer. Hazy, I wasn't quite old enough yet with you. <laughs> where was my mate? He wasn't That's telling you. He's great. like, Hazy, let's go. <laughs> um, but, Hartsy, it just brings me into this next thing we wanted to talk to you about coaches and how hard they, you know, how hard some of these coaches are. We just had Daryl, we talked about Daryl Sutter. Yeah. We've talked about, um, Tortorella, 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 yeah. There was something that Trotsy did to you in a season at the end of the season that you'll never forget. Oh, I think I know your time when he when he piped me when he scratched me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you were going for the Iron Man. You had you played in every game, and yeah, I played all all eighty eighty games. Is game eighty one. And I, I was, you know, not playing bad. I don't think like, yeah. me, and I'd have to go back and watch the ten prior games. And that morning skate, I was like, I scored every single shot. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, light it up tonight. You know, feeling it. And after practice, he, you know, brought me over. And, and this is after practice. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, you're not playing tonight. And I was like, huh? Excuse me? And I was like. You're, you're doing what to me? And he's like, yeah, you're not playing tonight. I, I think your your game's been slipping. I'm like, this is a fuck, you know, this is a yeah. joke, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever. You know, we kind of went at it a little bit. He he left and I got bag skated. I, you know, I was with you, by the way. Stands. Yeah. I was getting bag skated stick, with you. <laughs> my, my stick went like 40 rows up in the, you know, almost in the mid, uh, upper bowl. I came off. I punted my helmet, threw my stuff around. The media's in there and. You know, one of the brainiacs is like, oh, I, I take it you're not playing tonight, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what do you think? And and uh, I remember saying something like, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it was pretty gutless move. You know, it's not often. I've never played all 82 games, and you know, to to the way I play in this league, it's 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 uh, you know, probably something you shouldn't do. Maybe just talk to me before you scratch me. You know, yeah. blah blah blah. And, you know, and then it came out the next day in the papers what I said and. And, you know, David Poyle called me in, Trotsy called me in, and it's like, you know, you can't say this stuff in the paper. I'm like, well, it's my feelings. Like, why can't I say that? That, you know, I thought it was Bush League that you guys did that. And, you know, game 82, I think I, uh, 
it was a two-on-one pulled up clapper like barring down on a two-on-one and i'm like they just celebrate i was just so mad that they scrapped me for that one game but it's, yeah yeah it's something though and and you deserve to play in that game i don't that's care a, what anyone says at 80 yeah, at 80 yeah. games it's such a feat and not many guys ever play 80, full 82 no, it's hard. you know i played 16 years i did it once um but it's it's impossible. It's impossible to imagine do. if they would have scratched Yandel at the beginning of this year. He just yeah, oh nine hundred straight. Like it's it's something you you don't do, even though you know maybe his game wasn't at the level or something. You just you got to stick with those guys. And and you know I was I think I was twenty one maybe at the time or twenty two something like that. But uh, you know still I thought it was uh, a bush league move. Still do actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, Trotsky, If you asked him to, would be like, I made a mistake there. Well, probably, and, and, but it probably wasn't just him. No, right? it's Poyle. Know, yeah, Poyle, 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 we know we know how David. But Poyle it affects right? the yeah. locker room too. I feel like because guys are pulling for you to be able to play in all eighty-two games. Like you guys said, yeah. that's something to be proud of. Yeah, Hartsy. I don't know if it was the same way when you guys were there, but my one year. Trotsy couldn't tell the fourth line who was playing, who wasn't playing, because Poyle was making the lineup. So these fucking poor fucks, they would have Not to tonight. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> shit. I'm like so. After like yeah, halfway through the year, I'm like Trotsy, you got to tell these poor fucks if they're playing or not. Like, there's four guys going home thinking they don't know if they're in the lineup or not. Like, maybe they want to just you know have lunch normally. So he did the same thing for you guys. Me, right? Smithson, Fiddler, and I mean, then there'd be an older guy, and it would he'd come in, he'd look Sweet. around. And he'd just go, Upshaw, not tonight. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, again. I just got to go ride yeah, that Yeah, but bike. then there'd be like the seven, there'd be seven D out there too. And he'd be like, sorry there. You know, I'd just go straight off the dry race, you know, keep your head up. You know, everyone's sit, like waiting for him to come in. So yeah. that's the worst thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about you, Hartsy, but with your time there, I, I you might have had a couple bad years. You were there for, I think, seven years, correct? But, yep. Yep. but I, I, I was there three years. Uh, when I got there, they were toilet bowl, man. We were bottom of the, I mean, when I got there, it was, we were last place and that's just unheard of for Philly fans. And so it could only have got better. And then, you know, the transition we had, I always tell people and we had car bomb on, uh, which was a great interview, but he even said that group of guys we had back then had, we, you know, had, had say it might've been a goalie or, um, a, goalie. <laughs> a, a save, you know, a, a save here or there, you know, Marty Baron was a gr great goalie for us, but if there was a stud that was, yeah. you know, that just got you over the edge, um, you know, flurry, we lost to flurry the one year for, for when I was there, um, got outplayed by probably Sid and Malkin too. But, but anyway, that group of guys, um, like awesome and almost there. And that's what kind of the new Philadelphia Flyers look like to me. They just need to like put it all together. And it's a tough package to do when you're in Philly because you usually have that pressure all the time. But without no fans, that they kind of don't. Um, I don't know. I was noting where I'm going with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did have some good squads. Though. Hell that. yeah. Great guys and people who care for each other. And, and, I, and that's one thing too. Like, oh, do they really care if they're uh, winning or losing like of course these guys care i know like five or six of them really well you know jakey borchek jvr um claude drew and and those guys care they want to win you know they're in the twilight of their career they're on the back nine and then they want to get it done you know in philadelphia where you know you, you win a stanley cup here uh you make a big run you're you're legends here forever Hearts, you bring up Voracek, and at the start of the year, when he sounded off on that guy in the flyers media and i know you're media we're all media now but i thought it was great and just Touch on your time in Philly. Like, obviously, I played against you, and I knew the fans in Philly loved you the way you played, but dealing with the media in Philly when you are a player, was it something that you, you had in the back of your mind at all the time? 
Yeah, they, you know, they're always looking for something. They're always looking for you to slip up. They're looking for, you know, oh, who was out the night before a game or after that <laughs> game. And, you know, then they tra- trace the wins. Oh, maybe they, they were out here because of this. And, uh, you know, I, I've listened to you guys before with uh, uh, just the guys, the beauties that we've had on, the, <laughs> on those teams. So it's been uh no i wouldn't regret i don't regret doing anything that i did here in philadelphia i actually was like the guy that wasn't actually involved in any of those rumors which is hilarious because it was always richards and cards and up and car bomb and there i'm, I'm like right there leading the pack and i'm like how come i'm not doing this this is perfect <laughs> I, I tried to get traded you guys after you guys came into vancouver and absolutely spanked us the one night we went out the whole squad was back at my house and then the next night I was with Richie. I'm like, Richie, you got to get me to Philly, man. You got to get me in. You guys, you guys have such a fun team. But you could tell Hartsy, not only playing against you, obviously I knew Uppy and Loops, but the way you guys played on the ice and hung, hung out off the ice, it made a difference. Like Kind of like those LA Kings teams with Stoli. Yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah. You talk to any of those guys off, the, you know, off the record, but yeah. you know, they, they just they had they had so much fun, right? And and that's what brings a team together. And nowadays it's you know, especially this COVID stuff, it's uh, it's really hard to do anything, obviously, but. You know, you, you have a good group off the ice. It, it totally correlates to on the ice, uh, how you care for each other, how you stick up for each other. Uh, you want to go to war for, for that guy. You stick up for guys, which which kind of brings the team together on the ice, too. So, you know, everything about those years were, uh, you know, my best years. I was Obviously, I was playing well, scoring goals, all that kind of stuff. I uh, absolutely loved it. Yeah, Bird Dog, you, you talk about, like, <clears throat> Uh, these guys and like having fun and being able to, you know, the COVID stuff ruining it. You were, you'd always throw the team parties. You'd always, you had a sick pad in Philly, sick pad in Nashville. Yep. Halloween, you killed every Halloween. Larry Bird. <laughs> I mean, this Larry Bird. Oh yeah. I mean, what were you for Halloween this year? Like, let me ask. Probably Larry Bird. Uh, no, this year, well, I was a big blow-up dinosaur. You know, the big air. I've got oh, yeah. two kids now, so my son was a, a big roar, a big dinosaur fan. Uh, Molly, my daughter, was a little uh, gingy uh, uh, dinosaur egg, and my wife was uh, the paleontologist looking for bones in the backyard. So, <laughs> so they're creative. They're yeah, creative. Yeah, so he always threw the best parties. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how he didn't get tied into the conversations about it. These guys are having too much fun. Um, Bird Dog, let's talk about on the ice, because I don't think anyone really does what you used to do uh, when you played, which was have fun and not enough guys ha- enjoy the game and smile. And it was one thing you taught me, which I was, I think I was ended up being a professional at was coming to the rink with a smile on my face, making sure everyone, you know, if we're in the dog days or whatever, fuck, we're in the NHL. Let's enjoy this bird dog on the ice. Some of the antics he would do would be, <laughs> it, would, it would make everyone laugh. Coaches, I'm sure Taylor GMs, team, fans dying. from the Hartnell down to, you know, the time when you fucking threw your glove at, at, Malone, yeah, like if Ryan that ever Malone, happened yeah. right now, it would be all time. And, and it's not too long ago, but that, that, that kind of persona and, and what you did for the game that way, making it fun was, was something, you know, that your peers and all, everyone will always laugh and think of you with your long hair falling down and you, know, you got a, a kid's book. Thank you for the kid's book, by the way. Yeah. So good, you wrote you a kid's good, book, perfect. but uh, just touch on that. You touch on you just showing up to the rink laughing, um, and, and what that kind of can do to a team. And is it still an art? Is it still there? Do you see it? Do you see it with these younger guys? Well, I see Jimmy's brother uh, in Philadelphia, a guy that just brings, it brought that dressing together. And I think, you know, not to toot my own horn, but when I got traded in uh, 2014, I don't think they've had a guy uh, like Kevin Hayes in Philly that kind of uh, no had bad fun days. at the rink. 
yeah, like I had fun at the rink, right? And, you know, after a, a loss, you have fun and, and you go out there and work your ass off and get better that next day in practice. And, you know, I think uh, uh, Ron Hextall, I don't know if he was a little bit too serious with that group and uh, just kind of took the fun out of the game, right? And that's what it's all about. Poppy, I got to ask you, do you remember the one uh, practice in Nashville? Uh, I think I might have been using, uh, I don't know if it was a wood stick, but like a wood blade uh, <laughs> uh, with a graphite shaft and my stick broke at the bottom of it, right? So I had about this much of my blade left on there and we're doing like, uh, you know, skate out of the corner, pass the D, regroup, regroup and go down on a three on two. And my stick blew up on the first pass, but I didn't didn't go get another one. I didn't stop the drill. So I'm, I'm basically with a ringette stick and I'm skating, skating around, passing it around and go pick, uh, it goes. On a three on two, and I try and take a slap shot. I miss the puck. I fall down, and Trotsy's just shaking his head. He was so mad at me, I think. But all the boys were like, I, just, loving it. "Just loving it." That's hockey, uh, though. Yeah. That, I loved. I love laughing in practice, like doing something so dumb, going like they would call full up dog, like just going complete yeah. full up dog. How about Bird Dog? I remember you in Philly too, Johnny Stevens. It might have been Hill. Um, it might have been Johnny or. Um, who was our Who was our assistant coach? He passed. He passed away last year. Uh, McElhardy. Oh, Jack McElhardy. Jack McElhardy. Yeah. He was fucking awesome, by the way. Um, we're doing like these three on two drills, and you came up and tried to make a play at the blue line, and they're like, "Get the puck deep." So the next drill, the next time he's up, he literally gets the puck on his half wall, coming out of his zone, and he just rips a slap shot. <laughs> down the ice as hard as he can around the glass like didn't get to the red oh. line blow the whistle fucking come on art will treat you. like be serious on next plate and he just gets to the red line and just rips another one as, as hard but uh, i mean I'll, I'll never i'll never forget too about john stevens uh, uh you'll probably remember this too happy uh uh in florida pregame skate and john stevens before the practice called everyone in and, and he's like you know i know you guys like to throw these saucer passes around like like, I don't want to see one saucer pass the whole day. And me and, me and Loops and Carts, we're just throwing rink-wide saucer on the tape, <laughs> landing perfectly. You know, we're feeling it. And, and uh, you know, he breaks up the meeting. And I said, F this. <laughs> My Carts, Loops, backhand passes only today. So we're doing the same drills. We're coming out on a three-on-oh, three go down, you know, regroup all the way back and shoot. And, and so I'm a left winger. And it's hard to do a backhand pass, right? So... I get a backhand pass from cards and I catch it and I turn around back and I'm skiing backwards through the neutral zone and I'm going hard backhand pass across the loop. He gets it backhand pass the line. We all circle around backhand passes coming up. And I'm sure John Stevens is like, oh my God, this hard an idiot. Like, <laughs> but it was pretty epic. Uh, it's his own fault for saying he can't throw a sauce in a National League practice hard. So uh, you proved a good oh, point right. there. Fuck. Yeah, no. And and it's he had a great sauce pass. Yeah. Heel to toe, a little heel curve. It's the oh, best yeah. part of Pracky. Artsy, uh, one of my favorite moments is uh when you scored that goal against Toronto and then instantly fight Fanuf. Like, was there a huge <laughs> feud you had with Fanuf? And he, was he like the number one guy you couldn't stand? Because you were a guy like to get under one skin. Who's like yeah. the number one guy you couldn't deal with? He was always a, a guy for a tap and fight. You know what I mean? Like you knew you weren't going to get killed. You knew, uh, you know, probably the same weight class. But if, if you, if I was struggling, I always looked for you know someone to fight to to get out of that slump. And and that shift, I got absolutely buried by him behind the net. Just like clean hit, smoked me. I was a little startled. Came up, whacked it in, and then I just looked at him like we're going. You know, drop the mitts and, and good fight, right? So I, I think I might have fought him four or five or six times in my career. And, and uh, you know, did okay in, in a lot of them. And 
another Dion story. I, when I made the all-star game in 2012, <laughs> you know, we did the whole suck it for enough, you know, uh, thing when, we're, yeah, when we were on the ice <laughs> and then we were playing them, uh, uh, you know, a few days later or whatever. And he was like sour on the, on the face off. And I'm like, Oh, what's wrong there, Dion? I'm like, you mad what I said in the all-star game. And he goes, he goes, he goes, Oh, how was your first all-star game there, kid? How was it? Do you enjoy it? <laughs> He's been to like four or five. I'm like, you got that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Hartsy, Dion's a funny fuck. Yeah, he's a, that was great for you. Hartsy, I love the, the fact of your game that you could score goals and you would fight. That's the only thing I respect about you. You know, I've never been more nervous in hockey than my first time at the NHL Network. I'm, I'm sitting there and uh, we know we have a guest coming on and, uh, you know, I have my question all prepared and, you know, I'm the third guy to answer the question. And so I have a backup question as well. And, you know, the two questions come in. I'm like, okay, I got my my A question here ready to go. And I'm looking at the, uh, he's remote somewhere, right? So I'm looking at the camera and, and all of a sudden I'm like, uh, so how, how's, uh, how's the room? Uh, is the guy feeling okay? You know, and, and I, got the, I got the producer, Mayor. He's like, uh, uh, you okay, Scott? Like, <laughs> You're like, I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> but I was like, he's like, you need to like project a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, God, you know, you have a personality used. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, my, and my heart rate's like, you know, 180, right? Like highest it's ever been in a hockey shift. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, boy, I'm, I don't think I'm cut out for this. And then, you know, a few times it felt a little bit easier and, and, uh, you know, now it's, it's not, it's still, you get a little bit of nerves, which is good, but, uh, you know, it is kind of fun to, to be involved in the game and listen to you guys, you guys are having so much fun and, uh, you know, ESPN, uh, you know, it, it is, it is a big network, right? Not that NBC Sportsnet isn't or NBC isn't, but, you know, to get the hockey, the brand of hockey out to more people is, is the better, right? And, you know, all different, uh, nationalities and, minorities it's so so cool the game we've got going on uh, hockey literally is for everybody and and it's it's a great thing yeah Hartsy, and you bring up you know the first time i did sports on tv they, the guy in the you know your earpiece is like all right here we go yeah. and you're like my heart rate too i was like holy fuck here we go so yeah. i know what you're saying there and me and updog have talked to broadway have talked about you know showing the personalities of the hockey players you know you you were a guy that we talk about with a great personality my question to you is do you think it starts with the gm and coaches allowing these players moving forward with espn to show their personalities and not continue just saying you know get pucks deep and all the right things in my opinion hearts it starts with the gms coaches and owners letting these players show their personalities yeah i, I don't think there's as loud of personalities as in you know football basketball um, you know, baseball, uh, you know, the walk-up songs in baseball, you know, you, if you got a country boy from Oklahoma, he's playing, you know, uh, some Garth Brooks when he comes on, right. You know, that, it, that's pretty cool in hockey. It's, you don't really, uh, I, I shouldn't say you won't be able to express that, but you know, the suit and tie before the game, like let, let guys, you know, maybe dress how they want to, if they want to wear a ball cap, uh, you know, from their hometown, uh baseball team whatever that's cool too right it's it's a it's a different world it is now it's you know you want everyone to have that freedom of speech whatever so um yeah whatever happens happens it's uh you know whatever pays the bills i guess imagine the russian imagine the russian techno you would have heard for ovechkin scoring 700 and whatever oh, goals this whole oh. time if he had like a walk-up song every time he scored man it's crazy hey, He's, be, all the russian jumpsuits when they wore to the rink Updog, how's your golf game, buddy? Living on uh, LA. It's pretty Cali. golf game. It could be better. No, I lost. I, I ended up losing six hundred bucks Friday. Just I got steamrolled by Obi. And I'll the boys. step. Yeah, we did get steamrolled. Well, Hartsy, his biggest problem is 
He's on his phone the whole fucking round, right? So the first, <laughs> I'm working. I'm always hates. The first nine, he's all right. Then the back nine, he's. He, but you should see how far this guy's fucking hitting at Hartsey. He, he's hitting it like I'm not lying, like 340. You're hitting it longer than when you played. I don't know what it is, but it's you're on the hips, bird yeah. dog. He's bombing. Hey, hey, can I tell? I want to tell a quick up dog story yeah, if, I, if I will. For can sure. I <laughs> Feel free, by this. Hey, this is your platform. <laughs> oh. Dude, I'll never forget it. I got so I've never been mad at you before in my life, except for after this time. And I'm not going to say the course's name, and I'm not sure if this is going to ring a bell. But we're out there, and we're playing golf, and you four wiggled. And I know you do this quite a bit, where you have the the, pot, the golf balls by the hole, and you try and whack it in the woods, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did you clip it? Literally, I took a fucking a, divot. He rips a he, he rips a divot like two iPhones back to back. Beside, beside a cup, literally beside a cup, <laughs> and it was the goddamn club's championship that day. And we went out with the, the club pro, let us go out before them, so they got all the pros coming. In and, <laughs> and you had just joined the club. I think that I just, summer you had just joined this club. Was that the Hermitage? And, no, no, that was that was out in uh, it was old Natchez. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't okay. want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, well, I, I, I just like I turned white and I looked at him and he's like, "Oh fuck!" And he goes and he starts picking up and the green divots are like little—they're everywhere. <laughs> They're little pebbles. So he's trying to take the tees and he's like, "Help me out, hard." I'm like, "I'm out of here, buddy." I just went right to the clubhouse that lap and he's sitting there trying to piece this thing back together oh, and it looks oh. so bad and they. The clutch. <laughs> they, they, what's what's great is that they still let me join the next year. I was so mad at you, but like, oh my god, it was bird so dog! Funny. I still so I, I still get still I still get the that same mad. Shit. I I don't take I don't swing at balls like that. I obviously I would never do that in my own club. <laughs> but I but I've definitely one to throw a ball up and just launch it like four hundred yards with my putter. Yeah, like and, a hey, swinging Hartz, baseball. Don't let him kid you. He fucking tossed his putter in nine in the nine <laughs> pond like a month and a half ago, and then the new fee in him. He's trying to fish his his putter out of the fucking pond. I'm like, Uppy, we'll get you another. Putter. Putter, get out of there. It was a good putter. Uh, it a, but anyway, yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, Bird dog, anything? Are uh, you still doing stuff with Hartnell Down Foundation? Um, uh, we, we are not. No, we, we kind of uh, shut that down kind of after I stopped playing. And uh, if I was in Philly, it still would have been huge, I'm sure. But uh, we did write the ch uh, children's book. We took a bunch of kids from uh, Philly area, uh, Columbus area when I was there. Uh, for a few years and, and took them to Minnesota and got them out of, you know, their cities and do these hockey camps where TJ Oshie was and Wayne Simmons and me and JVR. And we're all, you know, working out and watching these kids work out. It was, it was a pretty cool little deal that we, uh, uh, we did for a few years. Well, probably like seven, seven years, but um, just decided to shut her down after that. Hartsey, last one for me, buddy. First of all, thanks for doing this. Um, yep. I loved battling against you. I wanted to fucking kill you, but I know the guys that played yeah. you respected the shit out. You had a great career. You're seen with Megan Fox, bro. Listen, she was the one back when I was in the National oh, League still okay. that I was like, wow, Megan Fox. How did that come about? And talk about being nervous. Were you nervous at all shooting that scene with Megan Fox? Uh, a little bit. She was probably the... Uh I was gonna say I don't she, know was she was my favorite. Listen, before that, one she was one A she was at my the favorite. time. She was the hottest girl. She was the, the smoking, yeah, the best. smoking. She was hot, but she was like the meanest, like you know, just 
the uh, not the not nicest person, and you know I hate saying that word about anyone, but it was uh, Leslie Mann was Judd Apatow's wife, or okay, his Judd yeah. Apatow's wife, and she was in the scene as well, and she was so sweet, and so loving, and so caring, and you guys need anything, and Megan Fox would just like as soon as the cut was on, she'd be run back to her thing, and you know tried like kind of talking to her the one time after uh, they cut the one scene, and and she's I'm like hey Megan, you know, and started talking to her and. You know, she looked me up and down and just degraded me right in front of all the guys right there and all like uh, Le Perrier and JVR are like, oh, you know, well, like, okay, yeah. she burned you. And I'm like, I didn't even say anything rude. I was just like trying to have a conversation. Right. But yeah, you got to try. Uh, that, was, that, <laughs> that was pretty cool. A little uh, movie scene. Still get my residual checks from that. That no big deal. There so you go. Buys me buys me a cup of coffee, uh, you know, every month. So did, <laughs> one you cup of coffee. did you get a stag card for that? Did you get a stag card? Did you have a line in that? You did. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Line. Full up, scene. Like a full scene. Yeah, so that's you're almost you're, you're almost 40 up. You gotta start yeah, watching yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Full scene, they're at the bar, fucking and Hartsey's mixing up talking to him. Yeah, it's a great yeah, yeah. scene. I gotta get it. Great scene for hockey players in general. So just gr- just grinding with every extra there too, just trying to <laughs> get it going, you know? Yeah, you're like fuck Megan Fox, where are these extras at? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bird dog. We know we know you gotta we, you gotta go, you got an NHL live. Uh people need to see you, people need to hear you, but we thank you for coming. Yeah, on. Thanks, Hartsy. Hi to you. Hi to Katie. Uh, your little Will girl, do, Molly. Wesley. Old Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Um, appreciate you, buddy. You're the man. We got to put a golf trip on the books. Me and Obi yeah. are always looking for, you know, for a game. We'll get Stoli. We'll get Stoli out there, too. We'll get eight guys, make a little uh, Ryder Cup action. Love it. Be great. Awesome, buddy. All right, Hartsy. Thanks, buddy. All right, fellas. Love you, man. Take care. All right. Take care, guys. You. See you, Jimmy. Yep.